Hey guys, just to let you know, this episode is amazing, really great. I freaking love Tony. He's the best storyteller I've ever sat down with. But uh, in addition to the laughs that you'll be hearing on today's episode, you'll also hear some personal stories about suicide and thoughts to do a suicide. So if you are struggling with that, and this may be not the episode for you, um, also please call 1-800-273-8255 if you are thinking of self-harming yourself. Please do that. Uh, That is always available. That is the Suicide Prevention Lifeline for you. 1-800-273-8255. Thank you. Hello and welcome to Shit They Don't Tell You. We are a CastBox original produced in partnership with Studio 71. CastBox happens to be the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android. Where you can find all your favorite podcasts. It's true, you can find like literally everything. Not What's On My Shoes, po- the podcast. That's not a real podcast. I, listen, I heard about it. You can listen to Shit They Don't Tell You wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Legitly. We actually do. We really, really do. This isn't, this ain't no mind games. Why didn't anyone tell me? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name is Steve Green. Welcome to the Don't Tell You Podcast. We are joined today I'm by Nikki my lovely Limo. wife, Nikki. Oh, I thought you were going to skip me. Okay. No, no. Thank you, um, the man who has many, many names, okay? One of them is Tony V. You also know him as Tony Valenzuela. He's and a, Tony E. Valenzuela, to not be confused with the other Tony Valenzuela out there. Point. He is a director. He's a producer. He's a longtime friend. And he's got a long-time dick. That's what I heard anyway. <laughs> I heard that, too. I, lo- I love that I'm I'm perpetrating this lie. This That's myth. what I heard. I want to start it here. I want yeah. to start it here. Oh, now he's being humble. And he's being humble. <laughs> Yeah, it's, that's great, Tony. That's the rumor. We're winning the room. Yeah. <laughs> um, so today we wanted to talk about shit they don't tell you about addiction. Oh, wow. And okay. I first just want to thank you so much for being here to talk about that topic because it's such a vulnerable topic. But I think it's a topic that is so relatable, especially right now with the opioid epidemic going on and you know, people not even knowing they could get addicted to to things, and um, and there's not really anyone that's talking about it at the level before it happens. You know, I feel like they tell you about don't do drugs, and that's about it. But they don't tell you about all the things that happen. They don't tell you about how easy it is to fall into that. They don't tell you about... Nikki, you're so serious. This is so serious. Right? I yeah. am this so is dead. Very, you, have you brought me in here I know. for this serious shit. Just okay. wanted a huge mood change. Really. Oh, you're having a good mood? <laughs> well, no, you're having a good day today? Here's the thing that's <laughs> great about Tony. It. Is that Tony, Tony has, very serious, uh, has had a serious life. But yeah. Tony is very funny and very cool about That's everything. That's what I love about you. Oh, That's why you. I think you're great for this topic because you're not you're not a person I'm not that's, making eye contact with Nikki right now. Just you never do shy. drama. He don't do that drama. No, he don't do stick up ass either. He's very no. I don't know. You're very you're a very approachable person. Yeah, Always have been. Thanks. Yeah, and I obviously I like you both and we've had great conversations over the years and uh, Nikki, when you called me and asked me to come in and talk about this, I was like, Okay, if I if I talk about it with anybody, it would be you guys. Um but yeah, I mean, oh, well, just ask questions because it's yes. going to be kind of hard to 
get totally. it all like out of my brain into this microphone. Hello, microphone. I'm putting my brain in you. I would just keep it really conversational. We're not gonna like. We don't need to. Top ten questions. We're we trying to get, to get you to cry. Here's the thing. I need you to we cry. Don't need trending. Yeah. Okay, so we can go viral. Exactly. Yeah. Well, give Thank us a good you. thumbnail. Oh give us definitely give us a good thumbnail. I'll press, I'll press my chest together. That doesn't boobs work anymore. Tears. Now oh. it's all tears. It's all tears and crying. Boobs and, like, and tears get you double yeah. views. I Wait, boobs still work. Boobs and tears. I think tears. boobs and tears because oh. you got to be a person too. Okay. Solved here today in the room. Yes, I we like got it. them both here. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, I just think I just think uh, your story is so fascinating, and I just admire so much of who you are now. Like I admire the person that you are today, and yeah. I would never guess that about you. You know, I would never guess your past based on who you are now. But I think wow. it's so interesting to hear your story because it's so different from you know the Tony that I know, and there's so many layers to your life and. Um, just like take us back to a darker time. Let's okay, let's try to old shit. Go. And you, guys, um, you guys used to used to be in music, yeah. Yeah. So you guys should know I'm vaping right now. <laughs> like, just so you he's know, like I'm nervous vape. right now, and I have like a little Nicorette lozenge that I pay I place nicely on this beautiful tablecloth or sheet, can't tell, and. I have a vape as well, so I'm fully double fisted and ready to talk <laughs> about the truth. Love it. Um, yeah, so I was. Um, okay, here we go. Let's let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. Let's try this. I'm from Fontana, California, okay. and um, and I spent most of my time growing up there. And when I was a kid, and I was um, very young, I was like addicted to like any sort of form of sort of getting out of getting at like fantasy anything that would get me out of my head so in the beginning it was like comic books and Chris McClaremont and John Byrne X-Men like way before it was a movie and I just like this living in fantasy and there's a lot of like um there's a lot of violence and a lot of um intense things going on in my house just to give you a picture of my house and and my me and my brothers and sisters and my family were all very close but it was a very difficult time my parents were like highly allergic to working so we were broke all the time so it was like when a window broke in my house like that you put in cardboard and that's the way it went. And so we were that house on the street with the appliances on the front lawn and like engine parts in the on the lawn. And um, there was a there was literally a washing machine on its side in our driveway until I was old enough to oh move Oh my God, it. I Just know to, your house. I <laughs> yeah. think I lived I've on that it. block. It was like, you always knew when we were going to church because somebody would be banging on the horn for an hour and then my mom would be like, we're going to church! And, like, on the horn. and that's what Sunday morning 9 a.m. was like in my house. And um, I just didn't want to fucking be there. You know, I wanted to be somewhere else. I found these ways of checking out and I would tell myself stories about what was, what was real and what was not. And I made up like... I would talk to trees and do all this this shit just because I just wanted the world to be a lot more fucking interesting than it actually was, you know? And I didn't want to be in that space. And the most wonderful, like, um, well, I came out to my Boy Scout troop when I was like 12 years old and I didn't realize, I was raised Mormon, and I didn't realize what I was doing at that time, but they were like all sitting around uh, we were all sitting around in the church basement. The guys are like, oh, you know, I'm really into girls. And I was like, oh, girls are awesome, but guys are awesome too. And I just looked around the room and I was like, oh, that was bad. That was really, whatever I just fucking said was not cool. And that's when it began. Like, I was like, just kidding, mm-hmm. but it was too late. Like, they could tell. But I knew, I knew that I had this divergent life there was something in me that was wrong, that was broken, at least in my head at that time. And I was so excited about this new world where I would lie all the time. And I would lie so that you would look at me and you would be like, oh, he's cool. Oh, I, oh, he's cool. He's that guy. And, or, or at least not look at me and make me feel shame. And I got into a fight in my ninth grade because I was bullied in, in most of eighth grade. And this kid came up to me and he said, he said, um, 
I won't say his name, but I still remember his exact. Do you guys know? <laughs> you do you guys that? have yeah. that too? First yes. and last yes. name of like, of, of like your bully. Yeah. Yes. You know, like I can see him today. Um, <laughs> but his, I won't say his first. And I a lot of them had comic book, book character names actually. <laughs> okay. Okay. Like I know mine. Like his initials were BB. It was like Jesus, dude. It's like a comic book character. Mine's mine, JP. Mine is NP. But you know um, how in movies or cartoons sometimes the nemesis will have kind of the the hero's name but a little different like Mario's War, Mario's nemesis is Wario in, yeah. in Mario I, you classic know? so character. like my bully was like my name but like a little different <laughs> like exactly like my name but Sicky. different it was like <laughs> wa- <Yes>. yeah Wanicky <laughs> yeah well, um, oh wow okay I'm gonna just take a hit real quick you can add this later sorry <laughs> you're good <laughs> Take, take a hit, hit of nicotine and then let's talk yeah. about addiction. Take a hit from your vape pen. right now. This is fucking hilarious. Yeah. Take a hit oh from God. your vape pen, you badass. Oh, God. Oh, God. No, because this makes me, as you both, as soon as Steve said that, it's making fun of me. And I took a hit from a monster. simultaneously took a drink yep. Yep. at the same time. Yep. They don't even see each other. They literally looked at me like a like product placement where they like double drink. And I that took a sip of something that's even more potent than what you're having. Oh, wait. Probably. So what So what do you? What is What is your drug of choice a, today? A monster, monster energy drinks, bro. Or a rock star. I just go with the deal whatever the deal is i don't give a damn mine's a coconut milk latte from starbucks what what sponsor us starbucks thanks thanks starbucks we're waiting right here for you um i'm 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 so this just your bully so my bully just says to me at the beginning of it was a month into my ninth grade year just was like um the, i mean jp uh, <laughs> oh my god I yeah. said that's that. okay you first name you're good okay cool and he and he like he came up to me at the beginning of first period um we were like a month into ninth grade and he was like He's like, me and my friends are going to jump your faggot ass after class. And I remember just like sitting there and being like, I didn't even know this kid, first of all. I'd never had an interaction with him. I He had been, we were both into Duran Duran. That's what I knew. Like That's, <laughs> that's how, tight. That's like, and I, that's the only thing I knew about this kid because we were both one of those like new romantic 80s cool clothes in the desert swamp town. Um, <laughs> you were like the cast of Stranger Things. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I saw Gremlins the yeah. summer it opened. You know what I mean? I was a kid. And I rode my bicycle. Like, yeah, yeah. That's all real. That's all real. And um, so he. Oh, that's so funny, Nick. I never connected those dots. That's awesome. <laughs> so, so I was just sitting in class, and I remember, and my head was like, my head was just like vibrating with anger. You know, when your ears are, they can't hear people, and you start to kill feel that that stress feeling. And I walked over to him in the middle of class or like towards, I don't even remember. And I was like, stand up, you know? And, and I, and he stood up and, and I was like, if you, you know, if you're gonna, if you're gonna fight me after class, then fucking fight me now. And he took a swing on me and I don't know what happened, but I just pulled back and I hit him with like 14 years of anger, you know, and broke his nose and, and the, and he got suspended. And I went to the Seven Eleven, and these friends, uh, these people who had later become my really good friends were like, yo, we should go to Mike Bergstar's house. They're having a party. And so I went to this party and um, that night and I, I had my first drink and it was fucking wonderful. And my first night drinking, I was like, I should be careful, <laughs> you know, like the first time because, because it was like it was like it was like all of the tension, all of the shame, all of the fear, and all the shit that had gone down in my life. I was like gone. It was like gone, you know. Like I didn't care that I was I was this secretly gay kid. I didn't care that my family was poor and that we drove around with like cars where the window was busted out in the back. I didn't give a shit. It was on. 
It was mm-hmm. so on. Mm-hmm. And and uh, and I went into a blackout and I woke up and I was like sitting and there was these like five football players because they it was the after I found out later that it was the after the football game party that I was attending at at Mike Burstar's house. Mike is a great guy. I know him to this day. And um and uh there's like four or five football players around me and I'm teaching them a song from my church and we're all drunk <laughs> and we're all singing it. And I was like, and I was like this forever. Yeah. This. Yeah. This, you as a conductor of many people forever. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's what you are. That's what you are. I've never seen anyone in my life. Who's more of a conductor of people than you. Oh, thank you. Oh yeah. I love, I love people. I love, you're very I, good at I, it. I love, um, I love the trust people give me when I direct. I love that I get to to be there to hold the mat while they do their tricks and make sure that they land safely, you know, yeah. emotionally, psychically. Um, I, I also yeah. love the way that you talk to actors. It's it's a riot, man. Because I've I've done oh, I love several the way things you talk with you, to and because you 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 clearly I think could have been an actor, and so you know kind of what to say to other actors, like instead of just be like, "Hey, well, I need you to just like." do this real quick you're like hey look you're going through this thing and it's like this and i don't know you, you give you, the essence of what of the what you want the scene to be like without giving like a line reading like you or make like me a, like smell yeah. the room you know what i'm saying oh, like it's dude. like you know what i'm saying or it's like I, I get exactly what to do you make it very easy to to try to steve loves smelling things too so that's I love, a i'm a smell compliment. i'm a real smeller i've always been really? so yeah really? oh yeah favorite smells um i love the smell of gasoline number one Ooh. by far yeah that's a good one. What? That's a good one. You love the smell of gasoline. I love the smell of gasoline. Yeah. You know, I love, I love the smell of um, cat saliva. I don't know why, wow. but cat That's saliva. I just like it. Behind your head. That's yeah. you said that. Is have you that? have you heard of that disease people have where like they around cat feces too much and they become crazy cat people? Yeah, I don't like cat feces. I like cat saliva. It's a parasite. That's what causes the crazy cat. Li- I think Nikki's got that kind of. Maybe I am addicted to cats, so <laughs> it's not even a bit. Either. Let's continue. Okay, yeah. Okay, copy that. So fast forward, like just fast forward in the story. Um, I'm in LA. I get an internship at K Rock. Um, you know, the the a place for a person who doesn't want to be in reality and wants to constantly pretend they are something else is Hollywood. So yeah. of course I come here. I do really well. I worked at K Rock, and then I, I worked at a, an indie an indie hip hop label back at the point where their hip hop wasn't being played on the radio called Delicious Vinyl. Mm. And, oh uh, yeah, I have a I had a t shirt of that. Hell yeah, yeah, exactly. So um, Rick Ross, Mike Ross, um, all those guys, and um, I could party just like everybody else. I could party just like everybody else. I wasn't I wasn't even twenty one. I was going to like I was going to nightclubs and doing all stuff way before I was twenty one. And I could get in and I could talk my way in and I could do something that other people couldn't do. I could party all night, sleep for three hours and come to work. Wow. So, so that so when I was like 19, I think, oh, my gosh, I think when I was 20, I was the head of media relations for Delicious Final because I could party all night. And that really meant I had like a little cubicle. And I was, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah. I mean? Like, yeah. But it was like and I remember the Paul Moshe, the, the head of marketing was like. What you can't just have that title. I was like, I've earned it. You know, earned <laughs> shit. But I could get there at 10 a.m. and make the calls and get the shit done. And I was hanging out with like the Far Side and Tone Loke, and and it was I could do my job, right? right? I could do my job and still party super super hard, and it was wonderful. Um, but there's a saying like the only thing worse for an alcoholic than bad luck is good luck, mm. you know. And that's that was totally what happened. I went to Germany, I got a publishing deal. Um, it's, it's almost 20 years ago. In fact, right now, 20 years ago, I was like, 
I was in the most terrifying part of my life. I think that's why horror, I've done horror and, and done genre work really, um, it's been very easy for me because I remember like what it's like to have delirium tremens. Um, I was in the Wait, what's of, delirium tremens? I'll, 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 I'll explain it to you. They used to get it back in the 40s. They don't, it's not really a thing anymore because there's too much education, but in 1998, um, in 1998, some of the worst things in my life were happening. I was like, I had a publishing deal. I was, I had a recording contract, and people started to say for music, for music, yeah, with BMG, with BMG. Because a lot of people don't know that you used to do music. Oh yeah, I feel uh, like. music is my first love and still my greatest love, and I will always do music. And I'm gonna record. I'll probably record um, something in January. That'd be so rad because I just love it, and I love to sing. I love that. I love the fragileness of singing and the like being at the edge and being yeah. vulnerable. And it's like the one place I can be the most vulnerable because when you're a director, when you're a director, you're really just like a coach. You really are like, hey, we can do this. And and as I understand, as I as I as I've gotten out of the way of my own work being a director, it's really not about you. And the more you don't make it about you, the more you make it about the story you're telling and the and the artists that have been kind enough to come and join you the better your shit gets the more you're like i'm trying to find the essence like get the fuck out of here. nobody cares yeah. like like go home and do go home and like do your macaroni necklace and put it on the, the fridge yourself yeah. and go i'm a winner because yeah. that's not what our job is to tell stories um but anyways so i'm i'm in germany um i'm in germany and people are saying things to me that are like really scare the shit out of me and they're saying things like we like your work we think you're really talented we love your voice that's terrifying like that yeah especially because i'm a kid i'm a kid from fontana california high school dropout uh ex meth head who's like because i i did meth in high school because it was easier to find than alcohol quite honestly yeah. in, in the Atlanta empire back then a lot but, of my friends in santa barbara uh got addicted to meth and and stayed addicted to meth and got into other heavier stuff like it's it's very. Uh, wow. it, was, it was easier for them to get meth than it was to get alcohol. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, that's a trip. Yeah, and I just, it, I mean, there was nothing like living in a desert town and watching like Cartoon Network at four a.m. and being like, life is amazing. That's exactly I mean, what they did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're like, I'm going places. It's like no, nothing is moving around you, but yes, you are going places. You know? <laughs> so I when, knew some people who were addicted to World of Warcraft, like no joke. Oh yeah, no joke. I, I have a friend who lost his apartment because of it. Like quit yeah. working, was a locksmith. It's Holy pretty shit. crazy. Yeah, see, if anything, I think I've been addicted to video games, but we'll talk about that later. Um, so you started having success, and then you started getting imposter syndrome? Is that what happened? It, it was it was imposter syndrome, but it was more profound than that. It was mm -hmm. the I don't fucking belong here syndrome. Mm. Like, I don't have the insides. I don't have the skill set to survive success, to survive opportunity. I don't have that skill set. I have the skill set to hustle. Like, oh, look, yeah, this is like, I'm a, I'm going to do this for you. If you give me the money, I'll do this and I'll do this. And I promise I'm a good salesman. Mm. But like the actual product for that's like fucking terrifying because that's the product. It was me, it was my words and my voice and the things that I cared about. And I would kept wanting to I've done that. I've done that even on YouTube to um, to the detriment of others and myself. I've always wanted to hide behind other people. You know, like um, I remember when Phil it was so wonderful to work with Phil, like uh, Philip DeFranco. I've worked with him back in the day. Philip's a, a guy who does a, a longest running news show on YouTube, yeah, yeah. I think, sure. at this point. And I remember like meeting him and being like, this is the voice. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. 
So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. You know, I love that you guys, they keep drinking from their drinks uh, simultaneously. And now Nikki is, like, it is the weirdestly timed. They keep, and I'm sitting across from the table. No. And and, and Nikki keeps changing what she's she's drinking. First she had the Starbucks cup. Now she has the, the <laughs> spiked sparkling seltzer. Is, it's water. <laughs> but yes, water. Yeah. I was sponsored by Smirnoff at one point. So yeah. they sent me a water bottle. Cool. Um, but um, yeah, but was I was like, opening. Yes, you're working with Phil. Mm, so I was working yeah. with Phil. And I was just, I was like, just so in love and in awe of his talent and his ability to relate to people and tell stories and just look directly in the camera. And so I hid behind him because that was awesome. You know, like I, if he would just, I want, it was, it, I was too afraid, honestly. I did the same thing with Shane. I did the same thing with, with Anthony Zyker. I did the same thing with the collective. I did that, like the same thing with all the way up to Jared Sleeper. Like I always want you to be in front because we both know the truth. Like, let's get out. Let's be real. I don't fucking deserve any of this. I'm not good enough. Mm. I'm a piece of gotcha, shit. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. And I, and if you just stand in front, I'll, I'll just stand back here and be safe. When did you realize all this was happening? Like, obviously now looking back, you know that that was the truth, but back then, did you even know that was the truth or were you just too scared to step out? Yeah. Were too you aware scared. of your own patterns? Yeah, no, not at all. I was like terrified. I was 26. I'm living in Munich, and my pub- my uh, Sophie Rammel, my publisher, um, who I'm going to see later this month when I when I go back there, because um, we're just really good friends for many years now. Um, she sat across from me in this in her desk at BMG, and she was like, she's she's looked at me and she's like, Tony, it's a it's okay to be afraid, you know, all this shit's happening around you, and I just remember thinking like, no, it's okay for you mm-hmm. to be afraid. I don't get to be afraid. That's not. I have to have the answers. I um, I left home when I was young, like you know what I mean. Like I had I had the false sense that I, if I just kept running fast enough, that nothing was going to catch up with me. And there were all those demons and ghosts and the, and the abuse I suffered as a kid, and that was all there. And if I just fucking keep running, it'll just stay back there. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't. It doesn't because my best friend in all of this, my greatest ally in all of this, was alcohol. Like my greatest allies, like my best friend. We traveled around the world together. We 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 met before I do live shows. We'd um, <laughs> you know we'd meet at parties. You know, I it was like alcohol was like literally my best friend. It was it was it was my coping mechanism in a bottle. It was gorgeous. It was wonderful. Now there's a problem, as I drink from this water bottle. <laughs> there's a problem if you drink. If you're like if my life got so there was a problem for me. My life got so great that. In order to survive it, I had to drink just about every day, you know, and it, and I didn't count it. I didn't think about it. I just everything was just getting very soft and my perception of reality was getting very strange. And I just was ter- I was fucking terrified. Oh, my God. It was 20 years ago right now. Wow. Um, I was living in Munich and I can I can the cold wind blowing through Munich and that loneliness is I couldn't I could no longer go to the supermarket because it would freak me out. And their supermarkets, by the way, are tiny. <laughs> They're tiny. <laughs> so this like, means you can't go to a 7-Eleven. And so I would go to the gas station and I would, I would get like a, um, like a vice vest, uh, this uh, like a fucking sausage and my s- supply of alcohol for the night. And then I walk back home and always working, always in the studio, always trying to make my art bulletproof, mad as fuck, crazy as fuck. And, um, and um, I remember one Saturday I was like, you know what? I'm not going to drink tomorrow because 
I shouldn't drink tomorrow. I'm going to go to the park. I don't know why I fucking thought that. There's this beautiful place in Munich called the English Garden. The English Garden. And um, it's just gorgeous, gorgeous place. And um, I was like, I'm going to go to the park tomorrow and I'm going to walk around. And I'm going to be happy because I have this record deal. Right? <laughs> and uh, you don't get to do that when you've been drinking every day for you don't know how long. And so I woke up that morning and I was like, I can't believe it. I've never, t oh, yeah, I can't, I mean, yeah, but this is, if you're listening right now, I only say this so that maybe somebody out there might hear this. Yeah, of course. And somebody out there might, they might relate. Um, it's not about me even at this moment sitting in this room talking to two of my dearest friends who I've known forever and I think this is the only reason why I can have this conversation. Oh my God, thank you so much. Um, You're amazing, Tony. Yeah, you guys are too. We were here at the beginning before there was all of this, um, before the before YouTube was a thing. We just were just filmmakers and artists and actors and directors yeah. just trying to hustle. And We weren't and, influencers. No, <laughs> we weren't no. influencers. We were people who had stolen the keys that to the moniker. internet from our parents. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. There was no moniker then. Nah. So it's... it's um, so I have this. I have this thing called delirium tremens, and what that is is you have auditory hallucination. Um, you have like, uh, yeah, you hear stuff that's not happening. You see stuff that's not happening. It's like you're tripping, like it's like mushrooms, except for you're sober. So imagine that oh. happening just when you're sober. And I was so fucking terrified. I'm just gonna go all the way there. I was so fucking terrified. I was in this apartment. I wake up in the morning. I'm going to go to the park. I don't feel right. I don't feel right. I'm calling people. I can hear the fear in my voice. I don't feel right. And and I go to take a bath and I pull out the water. You know, I pull out the water and the sound of the water going down the drain sounds like pigs. And I start hearing pigs everywhere. Super fun, super fun times. Huh. People die from delirium tremens. I didn't know that. Really? Yeah, I found out like later. They're like, you had DTs? I've never like, even heard of this. Yeah, because it's in the 30s and 40s. Yeah. Because now you would like be in rehab and they give you a bunch of pills and they like soften your landing. Mm. I think that's why I've stayed sober so long. It's because no one softened my fucking... It was hard. It was oh, wow. like coming in for a crash landing. And so I remember what it's like to be like, fuck that. Whatever the fuck that... Yeah. Anyways, so I fucking... I... I'm, I'm having I'm having these hallucinations that there's pigs in the bathtub and my mind it's so crazy my mind had like a total schism it had one thought this is bullshit and the other thought there's pigs in your bathtub and they were just crashing together wow and in that madness I like saw this um, my girl I, I had a girlfriend at the time was still lying to myself obviously and she was a wonderful woman Sabina's a wonderful woman but I was like I was like I'm not gay I just really like this dick? gay stuff. <laughs> not gay, yo. I'm Mormon. I just like dick a lot. <laughs> you know, whatever, right? Yeah, Ever the, the matrix, the matrixes that we must escape yes. from our childhood in our adult life. There's so many. Yeah. And that was one for me. And I uh, opened the window on the fourth floor. Uh, Sabina was a dancer. She was on tour. And I was there by myself. And I opened the, the window on the fourth floor. And I was just like, go. It's open. Like, we're done. And, um... You know, it didn't feel like the end of the world. It felt like a really fucking good idea. I've been there. It felt like it felt like a really fucking good right? idea. It like you think it's like because you had so many thoughts of like, I just want to die and like I just want to you know like before when you're when you're depressed, but then when you actually are like, that's a good idea. It's like calming. It's like peace, like peaceful. Yeah, and it w it was it was a really good idea. And I opened the window and I um. 
I was like, hey, let's go. We're done. We had a good shot. We had a good run. You went further than you ever would have. I never yeah. thought I'd leave Fontana. And um, there's, a sis- there's a picture of my sister, Julia, and uh, it was taped to my lamp to remind me of like this person that I loved who's 10 years younger than me. And um, I just was like, there's, there's another person out here. So there's another person, and if you die, she'll never know you. You know, I just, I've been gone in Europe for like two years at that point, three years. And um, she won't know how much you love her, how much you're proud of her, and how much you're sorry that she's going through some of the same shit you did when you were a kid. Yeah. I mean, I'm just going to go all the way there. I hit my yeah. knees and asked for fucking help. I said, fucking help. And the whole world slowed down and went slow motion. And within two hours, my music partner, or in an hour, my music partner was there, and he was like, um, he's like, hey, uh, I'm like, I'm going crazy, and I want to kill myself. And he was like, don't worry. He's like, I have this, um, I have this amazing uh, marijuana from Los Angeles, and it was so hard to get <laughs> buds in Munich. You know, it was so hard to get buds in Munich, and it was so hard. You know, it was easy to get hashish, but not marijuana. And and um, and I. Uh, I haven't this is I haven't talked about this in a minute and um and I and I and it was so special that was such a special thought that he had but I was like it was the first time in my life ever I was like my problem is bigger than this solution <laughs> <laughs> this tiny little solution and um yeah I ended up checking myself into I'm just going to go all the way there I would I end up checking myself into a psych ward and cuz I was like I'm crazy and after 3 days they were like no, you're not crazy. You're, 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 they didn't even say alcoholic then. They were like, you're just not crazy. Um, but in your life, I, I hope for every one of you that you'll get to do feelings groups with a bunch of very crazy Germans in a language you kind of don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> it was like, because it was, but it they was. They were out crazing Tony V, which is, which is a feat in and of itself. You know, wow. it was, it was, it was, um, it was it was a fucking it was and I and then I came back to the United States and um, and uh, I came back to the United States. I after after swearing off booze, right? I was like, I'm not gonna drink anymore. It's bad for me. I'm gonna take a break. In fact, I don't even know if I had. Oh, that's right. I'm sorry. I, sorry, you guys are drawing this out, and I don't want to like. No, you're doing you're great. Doing this, doing is, okay. this is this is absolutely okay. captivating. Amazing. Okay, so Sabina gets me a therapist when I when I get out of the psych ward and she's like and the therapist said you should quit quit drinking for two months right and um and 20 years ago now I had quit drinking for two months you know congratulations um, yeah that was like That's amazing meaning being like I, it's fucking 1998 I'm in Munich I'm, I'm 20 years sober just I got sober in November 26 1998 just to clear shit up but um just to, just to give you a timeline yeah. but but at that point I was like the therapist like, oh, no, you should totally quit drinking for a couple months. And I heard two months, right? Couple is two, right? Only yes. two. That's that's all it is. And I heard that. <laughs> and I'm I not thought. an alcoholic. Yeah. I'm crazy. And I'm an artist. And it's just hard to be me. And, <laughs> you know? <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah, I yeah, made yeah. shit so hard on myself, Steve. Yeah. So fucking hard on myself. Yeah. That's what That was like up until two years ago. I was still like still making shit hard on myself. Even though I'm not drinking or using drugs, I still, like, I'm, I'm the enemy of my life, fuck. Right, you know, right. I'm the problem. And if I just get out of my own way, things are cool. So <laughs> I'm sitting there, 
Sabina and I told Sabina, oh, I'm having these headaches. I have these headaches. So I quit drinking for two months and get hooked on painkillers in that time period because um, because that's he said drinking and he said two months and I wasn't going to not do anything. I'm not stupid. (laughs) You know, you got to do something. something. Take it very literal. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And um, I started drinking again Halloween of 1998. And then I was drinking and painkillers, which is a special kind of death. You know, you really want to fade out. Yeah. You know? What was the painkillers? Um, so as I understand, so uh, I don't know. I've, I've, I've guessed over the years. Yeah. I know that when I would take one, my whole body felt so good. <laughs> <laughs> like it felt like it felt like somebody had rounded the edges off of the world. Mm. Do you know where you said everything was soft? It was like those bouncy ball things. <laughs> like everything <laughs> is just so pleasant. But then it wasn't enough. You're like, I need to mix this with alcohol. Uh, uh, um, yeah, because why shouldn't you? Right. Yeah. Wait. You know why? Wh- we will get into painkillers and alcohol in just a second. We're going to take a quick, quick break to talk about our sponsors, and then we'll come right back. Hello. Hope you enjoyed the podcast so far. We're taking a break to talk more to you about our podcast. If you're enjoying the podcast, you should rate it five stars because that really helps us out a whole bunch. It does help us out a lot. If you rate and review us, we would love you. We love you for doing that. Thank you for listening. This is a CastBox original produced in partnership with Studio 71. CastBox is awesome. We love them. Uh, it's the it dopest, most sickest company on the earth, in my opinion. It sounds like I'm trying to induct you opinion. into a cult, but no, we really just really like the app. It's great. Listen, if cults were as good as, as, as the CastBox Cast app, yeah, guess what? Get it. Everyone get the name would be in right. cults. You'd be kicked out of this cult. Every this single person would be in cults. It's a terrible cult If they're cult as good leader. as this app is, I'll tell you that. Okay. But unfortunately, they're not, which is why you should probably stay away from Can cults. you pass some of that Kool-Aid over here? It's delicious. Drink. We're getting all this, right? We're monetizing all this? <laughs> okay, perfect. Thank you. Perfect. Brought Wonderful. to you by Kleenex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I need a drink. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. <laughs> We're still on the coping phase. Good. Bear with us. It's good for you. Yeah, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. I have no, like, Smirnoff like, yeah. yeah, right? <laughs> Smirnoff. Tissue yeah. paper. <laughs> for those real tears. Sponsor the program today. Smirnoff. Huge shout out. <laughs> Try their new, you oh know, <laughs> cayenne pepper vodka. It's great. Oh it tastes God. like shot, the real shot. thing. I could take so many and never, like, feel any alcohol. Yeah, right? <laughs> It doesn't have that alcohol taste that we all know. <laughs> oh my god, chocolate milk. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're talking right. about that. I'm like, yeah. I want some chocolate milk <laughs> right now. I don't know what you're talking about, but Love it sounds it. so decadent. Love okay. It. <laughs> Gets you fucked up. That's good. Gets you fucked up. Yeah. All right. Get that sugar um, high. All right. I'm going to take, I am um, real quick. Mmm. Mm. By the way, Tony's the only person I've ever seen abuse Red Bulls. Mm, so real. <laughs> abuse. Just them. Oh, you know, and Just you know, unbelievable. And you know what's so funny? I don't drink Red Bull anymore. Like, I, 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 um, but Red Bull's really nice. You're and about to lose that Red Bull I know, sponsor. but yeah. the Red Bull's so awesome because they sent, like, uh, Jessica went at Red Bull sent, like, three boxes of Red Bull to the shoot that we did because we were all shooting nights earlier this week. And uh, wait, this week. What's today? Yeah. Monday. Yeah. Well, last week. Last week. Last okay. Week. I was like, where are we? I know. Um, <laughs> But um, it was so cool. I was like, thank you so much. I just, I can't drink Red Bull when I direct because then I start to lose the actors and the shots 
because I start getting like this weird hyper focused and I stop to be able, I stop being able to connect directly to the actors because oh, I'm so caffeinated mm. that I'm like, oh, that was great. This is great. Everything's great. You're great. You're beautiful. <laughs> ah, this is amazing. Ah. You know, all this shit. And That's it's a just, good Tony impression. And it's really, and I need to be like, okay, I'm still here with you, bud. I, I know see. it's 4 a.m. We got our last <laughs> shot. Yeah. You're going to do it. It's going to be fun. I, I need to be that guy. I need to be like, you look really good. Your hair, oh, his hair is like one eight centimeter out of place. Can you see that shit? Can you do this? It's like, no, he's walking through a door. It doesn't matter. It's art. You know, yeah, like, yeah, what the yeah. fuck is that? Yeah. You know, I've seen a... both of these Tonys. <laughs> yeah, same. Listen to me. Yeah. Like, that's just like, I mean, it's like scary, scary teacher slash drunk uncle, you yeah, know, at Thanksgiving. Like, put uncle, you go. To, you need to go to bed, Tony. You're tired. But you're great, done for today. But and what's crazy. great is you always seem like you know what you're talking about, even when you're when you're on Red Red Bull Tony. Yeah, and it was funny because Red Bull Tony definitely had, a, it was like, I felt more like, I'm confident because I was right. so scared all the time. Now I'm like, fuck, I'm terrified. I literally said that I had this actress, Pepe Sanuga, who plays, um, who plays uh, Daisy, the remaster of this carnival? This, this is this a cool show name. Just Pepe oh. Sanuga. Oh god, she's wow. and she was she's so incredible. Um, she was on a she was on a freeform show, and she just she was just such a good actress that literally shooting her for after the first ten minutes, I was like, we got to go outside. I said, she's like, what's up? I'm like, you are so fucking gorgeous, and you're so talented, and I'm so intimidated right now, <laughs> and I need to break it up. Because you're, I need to make sure that your human parts come out, like that it's not a fashion show, like, and I'm having a hard time because I'm just like, you're incredibly, you're incredibly talented and beautiful, and I'm intimidated. And she was like, oh, cool. So we went back in and just did our job. Nice. But if I don't do that, then I'm like, so um, I yeah, feel yeah, yeah. like uh, she's in this moment a little more uh, human. And the director, you start to try to reduce the actors and the artists because you're afraid of them. Interesting. And I don't do that anymore. Like, oh no, you're doing it wrong. I see people do it all the time. They try to reduce the actors because they're just intimidated. They're afraid mm. or they don't have the answer. Instead of saying going like, I'm afraid I don't have the answer. They're like, yeah, we're gonna do 55 takes of this until you have no fucking like compass. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. Just to, just to fuck you because I'm in charge. And yeah. I, that's- Or hey, can you do this line reading? That's the word. I'm always like, dude, I'm leaving. I want you to be like, I love you. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, it's just you nuts. know, and that's why I have a thing called ta I say Taco Town Tuesday, mm -hmm. and on set all the time I'll be like, "Yeah, Taco Town Tuesday." And the it's what my that favorite is Tony is, is I because I don't allow myself to line read, so I'm like, "Yeah, you know, Taco Town, Taco Town Tuesday." Yeah, it's like he instead of the line he uses Taco Town Tuesday, but then he also morphs into like, "I'm president of Taco Town Tuesday," and you're like, "Oh, I'm just a citizen of Taco Town Tuesday." And like, <laughs> yeah, like, you were so wonderful on set. Like Nikki crushed it on the fuck happened. Like. She, yeah, Tony and I did a movie yeah, together. Yeah, Fuck she it. she uh, she just did something. I was just I was like, oh my god, this is my friend. And Daniel Paul, my producer, was like, you're gonna have a hard time with Nikki because she's your friend. And I was like, no, I'm not. That makes it easier. But he was right mm. because she's she's like, she's not just my friend. She's an actress, totally bearing her soul and totally willing to do it and totally showing up to the point. I called her a couple of months ago and I was like. I'm sorry. And she's like, well, I was like, because she, you know, your wife did stuff on set that was very vulnerable. Mm -hmm. But because it was Nikki, I wasn't like, oh, good job. You're amazing. I was just like, oh, cool. Right. Instead of being like, fuck, I just really saw you go there. I see. Do you know what I yeah, mean? Sure. And so that was, so I, under, I understand that now. I think that was really helpful because in post, I was like calling Nikki all when I was editing her portion of the movie. And I was just like, you're amazing. He's the best. You know? I yeah. And no, every time you call uh, and it's, she's like, oh, it's Tony. I'm like, all right, I'll see you in like an hour. Well, you know what? <laughs> you know so what? It's, but it's great. But it's, but, but, it's like, but, it, but it's great. It's, you know what, though? Anyone who knows me knows I don't pick up the phone. And I pick sure. up the phone for Tony. That's for sure. Because I love talking to you. I think you just, 
You're just so fucking interesting. Yeah. yeah. And I just. As everyone can you. tell from listening to you. Yes. You. Um, so painkillers and alcohol. Yeah. So what you do is when you're when I was on painkillers and alcohol, I come back to the United States for Thanksgiving of 1998 because a family I've avoided for many years and seen only a handful of times. They're going to fix me. I was that desperate. I was like, I'm going to go home because home is where the heart, all this bullshit I was selling myself, all these things I was telling myself. And what it really meant is I was carrying around a kill dose of painkillers in my pocket in case things went really south. I was going to be like, let's go. Um. And um, and my friend Jennifer, um, my friend Jennifer T, uh, she took me to my first AA meeting. But what preceded it was pretty delightful. Like it's it was a really good thing. I tried to check myself into a mental health place. I was like, I'm crazy and I'm suicidal and I want to die. And I, I was never saying I have a problem with drugs or alcohol. I was like, I'm crazy and I'm an artist and it's hard to be, you know, like mm -hmm. the same shit, right? Like I was talking about earlier. And the cool thing is when you go to like a, a, um, a mental health facility in the United States as compared to Germany is there's two people you meet. The first one is the hostess and the second one's the bouncer. And the hostess tells you, you need to be here. You could die from detoxing from all the stuff you've been doing. And this is like really important. And we'll give you whatever you need and da 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 da. And then you have the bouncer when they find out you don't have insurance. And they go, you need to fucking go to AA. Right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> what? You're an alcoholic. I was like, uh, and? Right. <laughs> How is that the problem? I've been an alcoholic since I'm fucking 14. Yeah, How is that a like problem? So my life is the problem. My crazy head is the problem. <laughs> you know? And um, and the cool thing is actually the bouncer on my way walking out gave me like a card to a place called Michael's House and said they sponsor musicians at uh, the Musicians Assistance Program. Uh, sponsors musicians and, and they sponsored me and I was there. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. And um, when you say sponsors, just for people who don't understand. Oh, so what they so they so they actually paid for me to go to a place called Michael's House in Palm Springs, and and I was there for five weeks. And that um, thank that God seven, you're a musician, man. If you what if you weren't a musician? I don't know because I I don't. There was so there's like seconds and inches. What if my sister's picture was on the right, right side of the lamp, not facing towards the window? Like there's all of those things, Steve. That like. That I don't fucking know. Yeah. Wait. You know? So you mean that God didn't strike you dead once he found out you were gay? No, he didn't. Actually, God's kind of fucking cool. <laughs> you know, like, God's actually kind of cool. I always thought he was mad at me. I always thought he was this like white guy with like a Charlton Heston thing with a beard. He's like, well, I think That's I just described Moses. <laughs> but it's like I thought he was this guy, and he was like, I really like you, but That's I Santa, hate you actually. if you don't do what I want. And he's just that's not my experience with God. Mm -hmm. Good orderly direction. You know, that's not my experience. Oh, I like that. My experience is that if you show up, if you show up and and if you show up and pay attention to what's going on around you, you can move with the stream of life. You can move with the ba the wind at your back. If you fight it or you just are antagonistic, well, yeah, then you're just fighting everything. And and I think from the fight I had with Jess in ninth grade up until a couple of years ago, I was just like fighting, 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 fighting for my place. And then I was just like, like a couple of years ago, I was like, you're fighting yourself. You're in this long ass battle with your idea of who you think you should be. And it's a lot of it's fear. 
and I'm just fucking exhausted. I'm 46 now, you know? And and like two years ago, I was like, I'm, I'm done. Dude, I'm done look, with the Tony V story. You look like makes me 28. Yeah, dude, Jesus. <laughs> I <laughs> totally was. Like, I was I'm going to look like Nick Nolte on 46. Yeah, dude. You look incredible. You look like <laughs> a fucking young buck. Oh. <laughs> Oh, thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah that I like that. Oh, I like this coming. Thanks, man. Yeah, thanks. I got that. Yeah, he rolls up really sleeve. cool. I, I think I'm Elvis right now. Yeah, you are, yeah. you're like, like you're like a young buck from the 1950s yeah. now. <laughs> you know, it's it's um yeah it's it's um November 26, 1998, Thanksgiving Day. I checked into um I checked into Michael's house, and I've been sober ever since, and and. uh it's not like I haven't thought about drinking. It's not like I haven't thought about um, mm-hmm. checking out. Um, I found new. It was interesting. I think one of the reasons why I became a director is because in 2008, I was working at an ad agency. My boyfriend had, uh, um, I was working at an ad agency, just being really specific, I was working at an ad agency and the head of marketing for one of the networks had just like hit on me in, in New York in the back of a cab. And I was like, um, yeah, when I first came to L.A., my boyfriend had a television show on it. We would go and see tapings of it on Friday nights. And and I had had that, like, I'll take care of you already. And so I don't – I had – it was like it was like the idea of somebody else taking care of me and meth went away in my early 20s. Like, it was like, ah, this, well, this is bullshit. <laughs> yeah, this is bullshit. I remember my boss at this uh, record at this record label, she, like, took me to the bathroom once. She's like, you got to do this stuff. It's called cocaine. It's amazing. And she, like, put it out in the bathroom. And we, like, we, we did a couple uh, – I'm so be- – <laughs> this is fun. It's like, what the yeah. fuck do I have to hide? I'll right. be dead in, like, 30 years. You know, who fucking cares? You know what I mean? Not the like, rate that you're aging. <laughs> no, have exactly you seen yourself right. in the mirror? Yeah. Jesus. But it was like – she so so this woman put out this coke, and, like, we did this coke in the bathroom at Delicious Vinyl, and, like, we go we go back to our desk, and, and, and like, 30 minutes later, I was like, oh, like – um it went away. This is some bad junk bunk shit. And she's like, no, that's cocaine. You just do more. And I remember being like, this, this, I remember being like this desert kid going like these poor LA people. <laughs> one, one, one light of meth and you're up for like 12 hours. Like this, this poor LA people, they don't get it. You know, that's great. Not knowing it's fucking rat poison. I thought it was like uh, magic stuff in a little baggie. <laughs> that's what I thought meth was. But um, yeah. All right. I got lost. I got lost <laughs> no, in my own fucking storytelling. Oh, yeah. I came to LA. Yeah. Blah, 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 you were blah, taking care of your boyfriend. Oh, your media company. A marketing. Oh, yeah. Okay. Thank you. God. Mm-hmm. Ooh, this is too much fucking story. <laughs> mm. So this guy, this guy from, um, this guy from the network hits on me in the back of this, uh, in the back of this cab, you know, in New York. And this is in 2008 or 2007 to 2008. And um, my boyfriend had just fell out of love with me. And he was like, uh, I'm done. And I remember, like, in the hallway crying those, like, child. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a very manly child. Yeah, thank you very much. That's <laughs> not what it sounded like. I was like, oh, God, yeah. I'm going to be alone forever. All this stuff. And um, and that, plus the job I didn't like, um, I was in so much pain. And I was angry. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't express it with my advertising key art job. You know, I think you just spoke for a lot of people in that industry. <laughs> and I, uh, I made my first web series, and it was so violent and angry and bitter and all of those things, all those things I think I was feeling for many, many years. 
And that's what sent me on my way with YouTube. And that's why when people were like, oh, you should direct horror, you know, like you're very good. You're very good with dark subject matter. I was just like, I hadn't, I hadn't even watched horror movies. I was afraid of them. <laughs> I was like one of those people would be like, I can't see them because then I can see that image in my eye that's forever. That's how Steve is. Yeah. yeah, you can't really. <laughs> you can't really. I mean, I don't know, but that's what I used to say. I was like, I can see it. It's a visceral fear. It's like, mm-hmm. no, I'm a fucking fearful person. And if and I don't want to watch a horror movie because that just makes the fear I already have in my head. Oh, it just amplifies it. Amplifies it to <laughs> times more and then I'm even more afraid the cool thing is with black box TV um, I mean it's like eight years later yeah. it's like I've been through this all this was a my uh, YouTube channel that Tony did for a long time yeah, yeah. horror focus black box TV yeah, yeah. and it's like um, youtube.com slash black box TV that's it we're still around though I'm old you just want a streamy <laughs> yeah we want a streamy yeah. But not your first one either no no you're collecting those things, huh? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. I'm what kind are you doing of, yeah, all those? You know, um, they're on my <laughs> stairs to remind my to remind me that I'm a good person. Not Love until it. you get awards are you really a good person. True. Right. No, I haven't gotten one. I'm a terrible person. <laughs> yeah, she doesn't win much. Don't worry. One day, you too. Don't will tell be me a that. Good. Don't tell <laughs> me that. Yeah, she's giving up on that. No, can I tell you something? I'm actually really proud of them. I'm making fun of them right now, but I'm proud of them because I'm like, it's not really about me anymore. When it's about you, you fucking are miserable. But, right. But every one of those is like, the dozens of people who worked on them. Right. And when I see them now, I I, I, um, I think of like, oh my God, this was Camille or this was Kathleen Grace or, or, or this was Naomi Lennon or this was like, these are the these are the people who allowed me to make these things, and so it keeps me actually grateful and humble. So it's kind of an interesting thing. But I used to be like, I hate award shows. I don't need awards. It's like, yes, I do. I need all of them, <laughs> I need every fucking one that they ever have, just so that I can like walk outside and talk to a stranger and go, hello, you know? Because yeah. <laughs> now I'm ready. I've won right. all the awards. Yeah. Right. I have all the toys. Go support behind your back, <laughs> <laughs> little metal men. <laughs> yeah. Um. But but I mean that's that's that's. That's kind of basically my story is it's like um, I stopped going. Um, there's a there's a place where people go who are alcoholics like myself and drug addicts like myself. And um, I went very consistently. And then my career took off like about 2013, 14, 15. And I stopped going to this. I stopped being a part of that community. And by two and a half years ago, I was out of my fucking mind. I really was. I was like all of the fear had come back. All the insecurity had come back. It wasn't even like imposter syndrome. It was something far worse. It was like, it's all a lie. I'm a lie. It's. It, I was like, like every person, I'd be jealous of, of you, jealous of Michael Gallagher, jealous of Shane, jealous, 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 jealous. And not really jealous like, like oh, I'm jealous and I, I want to be you. I was jealous like I could never be you. I could never be good enough, ever. And it was this thing of this like, and it all came back. And it was, it was actually Jared Sleeper. He was like sitting outside of, we're sitting during the fourth door because, of course, I have to be a workaholic because I don't even deserve to exist. So I have to work all the time. Mm-hmm. Do you think that that you know? kind of um, took the place of alcohol? A little, oh, my God. hundred percent. Yeah. Like a hundred percent. Like I. my <laughs> God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Any I will. Anything that feels good, I will do it until it doesn't <laughs> like or, anything or anything yeah. that lets you escape your actual reality. Yeah. You know, work is not your actual reality. It's like you're creating and you're in this other zone. But like you go home and alone in your bed, that's like the real reality. So anything that takes you away from that, I feel like you could get addicted to. I, I think so. And I think I have a much better relationship with my work now because I just call it my day job. I have mm-hmm. great coworkers. Nikki, you're one of my favorite coworkers. Oh, like I have these me. great coworkers that I get to work with, you know. And that's, it's just a fucking day job. Yeah. What People come up to me at parties, they're like, what are you working on? I'm like, doing yoga every day, spending time with my son. 
Love it. That's awesome. Because that is actually what I'm working on. Is that the first on? five things you can brag about, which is what every LA party, how you doing thing is? Yeah, because they're really saying, how are you doing? And am I at the same level? Yeah, what or can am I get I out of you or, or not? But it's also like we're matching up going, you know, hey, yeah. is my dick three inches bigger than it was like a month ago? <laughs> Oh my God, it is, but yours is 12 inches bigger than yeah. it was. Oh my God, I'm never going to catch exactly. up. Who needs, by the way, a two foot long dick? I was just wanted. I do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So there's your answer. You've always wondered. I hope I didn't just blow you out. I laugh very, I'm very quiet. I, this is my intro. Um, any, so in the beginning, did you, did you go through any relapses at all? Or I know that for a lot of people, uh, or like part of, in the definition of getting um, help for addiction, they were talking about how it's become common practice or, or to, to incorporate the fact that people relapse, you know, like that's become part of the normal process that it's is accepted. Yeah. Um, since I, since I, um, since November 26, 1988, I've never had a relapse, and I've and I've not I haven't used painkillers. I discovered the magic of ibuprofen, and I'm not like suggesting this. I'm not a doctor, right. but like um, that was for me. I had to make it really black and white because I had been I had nearly killed myself, right? You know, with the softness of everything, and so so I haven't I I'm I'm nervous about pharmaceuticals. I'm nervous about that stuff just because anything that you and I want to talk about relapse in a second, but anything that you give me that lets me think that something is solved by doing that thing, I want a gallon of it with mm -hmm. a fucking straw. Mm -hmm. I don't need one. Yeah. Are you stupid? Yeah. Like, yeah. why would you take one of anything? Yeah. You know, what, what? Especially if it could solve all your problems. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Make me made of it. <laughs> the only thing I do in moderation is my taxes. Do you know what I mean? That's like the only thing. I'm like, well, let's sit down for an hour today. Could that be a quote on a shirt? I need that. <laughs> You know, I took Adderall a couple years ago, right and that shit was nuts, man. Like, I wrote an entire season of this uh, stupid cartoon that I used to write called Dino Yacht Club. I wrote the whole second season in, like, three days just taking Adderall because it was just, like, hyper, hyper-focusing, like what I imagine cocaine's like. I've never tried cocaine. But um, but I it, think, but I think, too, like, you're – you're like you're such a fucking spaz. You're so filled with so much energy, and you're filled with so much like intensity, so much dark and so much light. Which makes your work really wonderful. And so it's like anything that you would do to aid that, it would just let you go in those uh, down different tunnels. It's not a different version of you. Yeah. But you have that anger and passion that makes you a great artist. It's like when I saw the thinning at the premiere, I was like, oh my god, this is so fucking effortless for these guys. Like this is just like Steve is just taking a breath. Here we go. It yeah. felt like that clean. It felt like when I remember at the end, I was like, oh my God, they're going to do a black box TV ending. You better fucking do a better job. <laughs> and, you know, and then you did. It just like opened up into something else special. And I remember being like, oh, fucking Steve's got it. Like he's got that thing, you know? Well, I mean, obviously the people we work with, Michael, everybody over there at Cinnamon, all the, all the, I mean, it's, it's a, like you said, it's a Herculean effort of many, many, many people. Like even just go, translating something from script to screen is like a whole different thing. Like then I, was ever that I ever even thought about when I wow. first wrote my first movie, where it's like, I wrote this, we wrote this movie called Internet Famous, and to, going from that page to the screen is such a different thing I, that I was not aware of. I never thought like I was like, well, it's going to be exactly like this because that's what's on the page, but that's that's almost mean to do, right? Where you mm. when you hire actors, 
You don't want to just stick your hand up their ass and make them do it like it says on the page. They should do better than what you ever imagined. Exactly, yeah, exactly. So you don't, you don't we think collaborate. of that shit. Yeah. Right, you don't think of that shit. You just want to control all the levers and pulleys and... Levers? Yeah, all levers the... Levers are wonderful. I love yeah, it. Lever. it's a great... <laughs> levers and the pulleys. Such a British way of Thank saying that. But like you, like you were saying earlier, like you want to be the artist so you want to control everything and you think that that's best for the thing, but I think it's not. It's not. So stepping not. back and trusting people and and, and, and... and do your fucking day job. Yeah. Pick great coworkers. Show up for it. You're not... I'm not finding myself in my work anymore. My... My work com- clearly represents tons of parts of my life and, and my story, et cetera. But like it's it's I'm not on like a spiritual quest inside of my fucking films. That's not the job. The job is to tell a great story. Now, if that story is personal to me, that's awesome. That's like an added bonus. But I used to get in the way of my work and it really made my job hard. I mean, it's like every every, every route to success, I've like placed a brick wall in front of it just so I had to climb over something you know mm-hmm. and then I was like everybody's so tough and I'll never get mine it's like bitch you don't know how to have yours like <laughs> someone give me a million dollars and you'd be like oh it's from you you know like, yeah. but instead of just being like oh thank you and I think so I start so so Jared was sitting across from me two two three years ago we were working on the fourth door workaholic crazy out of my mind working editing 48 hour straight sessions I'd never done that because I was looking for validation in the work and hoping somebody would see that I deserved something. Maybe a cup of coffee. That basic, <laughs> you know? And Jarrett was just, he was just in front of me. He was had tears in his eyes and he was like, you know, are you still going to those meetings? And I was like, no. And he goes, I think you should. Hmm. And I've been very consistent with, with um, so you went back. anonymous program. And that brought you back, you feel like, from oh, the, the springboard yeah. you were on. It was just amazing. Like, I've had the best, I've had the best, I think this has been, I honestly, I had the weirdest feeling like six months ago, or I was like, oh my God, I'm happy. Oh my God, oh my God. Wait, wait, that guy's suing you. This is this is happening over here. But da 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 You're not greenlit for this project. Oh, I know, but I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? How's like, that it doesn't fucking matter. Like, I'm over it. I'm over it. And I just enjoy it now. Right. Yeah. That's right. so awesome. That's great. You know, and I have bad days and good days, but shit happens. Like, I have to talk to my lawyer after this about this person who I think is going to sue us and we're trying to settle. And it's just, it's the nature of our business that there's these things. But they're not bad or fucking good. Yeah. I just want to say this real quick. This is what my, this is what life is like. And and, and I, I know we got to wrap up probably, no, right? Oh, we got, you're good. Like, Don't like, even worry. Okay. I got to wrap up. I'm emotionally almost spent. But, um, <laughs> but I have, I had this clear fucking understanding like a, ye- like a year ago that our lives are like, there are our, our, our mind states, our lives, our, our mental health, um, our sense of the world, our brains sit inside of this massive house. And there's thousands of windows in this house. And one window, if you just if you look out one window um, and each one has a different view. And if you look out one window, you see like your first kiss when you, for me, it was like I was 12 and it was a girl next door and we were up in the treehouse. Or, or, or I see the, um, I see, I see a Berlin at night and all the streets are alive and it's amazing. Or I, I, each of them has a different memory or a different viewpoint. And I see my first day of sobriety through one and I see my son holding him in my arms when he was born. And I have all these different viewpoints. But I like to spend a lot of time at the window that looks directly down into a toilet. And there's a shit piece of shit floating in it. And I'm like, life is shit! It's like, yeah, because you're looking into a toilet with a piece of floating shit in it. And yeah. if you just fucking walk away from this window, 
you know? And that's an interesting thing too. I realized how arrogant it is to be like, I know what I'm capable of. <laughs> I know what my mistakes are. I know how, that's so, it's so arrogant to be like, to not let the light in and not let people in and not listen to them and not be available for them. It's, 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 like, it's like the depressive part of me is arrogant as fuck. You can't tell me this is, no, life is shit. Yes, because I'm looking in through a window where there's a piece of shit floating <laughs> in the yeah, toilet yeah. thinking this is existence. And every time I, but every once in a while, I just go back there and look at that window like life is shit. I'm like, I know right now, but we're really busy and we gotta get to set. (laughs) (laughs) We'll totally get back to this like life is shit thing later. Let's go do yoga for 15 minutes first and then we'll see how we feel. Oh my God, I have those conversations all the time. (laughs) I'm like, yeah, I know, but we gotta get the shit done. There's like a deadline. But if there's no deadline, I just can stay in it and just forever just stay in it. Um, I think that's like been the biggest help for me is just creating structure, just like having a schedule. And uh, remembering to like put free time into that schedule because then I start overwhelming myself and then I'm like, see, I can't do it all. See, I can't do it. See, (laughs) every every day, every day that she goes through something like this, her that's her main refrain is, I can't do it all. (laughs) And so my thing to her is always just, you can just do one at a time. That's it. Yeah, but I'm like, I need to do all the things all at once. Well, that's what you want to do if you want to do nothing. Yes, perfectionism is the tool I used to hold myself back for fucking years. Like. If you want to just do nothing, yeah. pretend you can do everything. Try to try to try to pick up a try to pick up a fucking chair and eat it. You know, <laughs> it's like still one piece at a time. Yeah. yeah, and you and you still can't do it alone either. That's the other thing is like you know, uh, nothing. Nothing I've done in life I've done alone. Right, I've always done it with many many people, great people, people who who make me better than I am. Right, like. Everything that I've done that I feel like I'm proud of, I've done with others. It's not been my own Herculean effort alone. The 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 lone warrior, the sole like artist, like that doesn't exist to me. Like it's just I am a product of the people I work with, which is why I love working with other people. I I love it. I don't like I write stuff on my own, but I love writing with other people. It's so fun. I just get so much more out of it, and I feel like I get another angle on things than I would just alone. Just being like, oh, this has to be perfect. You know, polishing a rock until it's perfect. Right. Bulletproofing art. Exactly. Bulletproofing to, to, to the art. point where it's not art anymore. Exactly. It's just all your fears hardened yeah. to a shell. Yeah. I, and you don't want to show anybody because yeah. you're like, well, this. Wait. And then when you show people, yeah, you show people your bulletproof art, and they're like, oh, it needs this, this, this. It's bullet. You know, they're like, oh, it's, a, it's. How do they connect with it? You've yeah. Covered yeah. it. You've shellacked it yes. with so much of your like. That's what I did a lot of times with Black Box TV. It's like, I was so obsessed that you thought I was valid. That right. I was like more cranes and more dollies and more, 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 because maybe at some point I'll feel a little bit less insecure if I have all these toys, sure. all this stuff, all this blah, blah, blah. Bullshit. I started the channel with the fucking 5D and Joe Nation with a fucking <laughs> beautiful, beautiful eye. Yes. You know, it was effortless. And I and that magic that was in that first season, I would I spent many years trying trying to say that was shit. And now it's like. Oh, better, so professional. Better, better. Look yeah. how professional I am. I was like, if you have three people standing in behind you, or you have 40, you still have one job, and that's to tell a story. But I thought if you had 40, you could tell a better story. But actually, when you have 40, or when I started to grow, those were the hardest years during the Google funding, like uh, for the YouTube originals. And those were the hardest years because I was like a guy who had been in his 
room by himself with a computer <laughs> all night long editing, controlling every aspect, suddenly had to talk to people who knew what the fuck they were doing. And they'd be like, what do you want? I'd be like, you don't understand me. You yeah, know? Like, sure, no, no, sure. what do you want? Like, what do you want us to do yeah. so that we understand you? I and don't like, know. I want to defend myself. Yeah. That's what I want to do. Yeah, I want right? to defend myself. Can't you read my fucking mind? Exactly, exactly. Because there's like, you just don't get it. Yeah. What would a genius do? That's you wake up every day and you go, "What would a genius do?" Right? Oh my god! Isn't that's that so, so tough? Right? That is so fucked up. Yeah, it's yeah. a turd but floating. I know so toilet. many people out there who do that, where it's like, "I'm never going to get something done because it's not perfect," and so they're just waiting for their perfect shot. Well, it reminds me of that story. Um, I don't know if you've heard this before, but I was reading this book by um, John C. Maxwell called "Failing Forward." It's a good book, uh, but there's a story that he told in it about a pottery teacher who split the class up into two groups and he said this group is in charge of making you will be graded on the quality of work that you do so you have to create the perfect vase and then this group you'll be graded on the quantity of work that you make so you just have to make as many vases as you can and so they went to work and this group the group that had to make quantity just kept you know churning them out churning them out churning them out they didn't care they were just going and then the group that uh, had to make the perfect vase they like speculated about what would make the perfect vase and they thought about the the glaze and they thought about you know what how the technique of curving and all this stuff and at at the end yeah yeah, at the end of it the the group that did the quantity of vases ended up having way more perfect vases in there and the one that the perfect vase group they just made an all right vase it was like mediocre because there was a lot of thought around it you could only see the thought bubble you just described how to make a terrence malick movie He's like, yeah, you film a tree for 55 minutes. You have Brad Pitt come out at the end uh, almost naked. Record everything MOS. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. oh, my God, we are at the end. But this has been amazing. Wow. Thank you so much for being a guest you here. You blew the doors off this yes, thing, Tony. Thank you. I was, like, just on the edge of my seat the whole time. This is my favorite podcast Talk we've about ever done. a professional oh. storyteller right yeah, here. No You're kidding. just amazing. We could just sit Thank here and coast and collect ad revenue. I, <laughs> it's just beautiful. Just the way I was had a going great another time. Route, man. I was like, I can listen oh, yeah. to, you, to you tell stories all day. And you can. Where can they find you, Tony? You can find me on YouTube at Black Box TV. You can find me on Instagram at Black Box TV. Um, yeah. I'm, I, I He's mean, around. All that stuff. He's one streamies, people. Streamies. All that, all that stuff. I'm, I am I'm so... Uh, I'm like sitting cross like I want to be like sit up now. Um, I'm really honored that you guys let me come in here and talk to you guys and to share this with you. And it just feels really cool because I've known you guys a long time. But it's also like a lot of the stuff with my life, like being sober, having a son, the hard times I went through. I really hid those from you guys when I met you because I was just ashamed and I was confused. And it's really nice just to sit across from you now and be like, hey, this is a little story. Oh, we yeah, love you, buddy. Absolutely. It's uh, always, always just makes my day seeing That's you. You have honor. no idea. You're such a light. Uh, it, I don't even know. Like, yes. you, Thanks, man. You're just a good, uh, good energy always. So we like to do a thing at the end called final thoughts. So mm. it's basically like, doesn't mean to wrap it up. And like, maybe the one thing you would have told yourself, your younger version of you self that you wish you would have known. Um, mine would be fuck perfect. By the way, you can get those necklaces. I yeah, monetize Julia. that, Nikki. Good fuck job. Fuck perfect. <laughs> um, yeah, fuck perfect. Uh, I I didn't never get into drugs, but I got into like a lot of video games because I was just addicted to achievement, like a false sense of achievement. If I didn't feel like I was achieving in regular life, I needed to be achieving somewhere. So just play video games for hours, and then I'd have to go to back to regular life where I didn't achieve anything. You're sign, so, you're sign, you're trying to sign off right now, but I want to ask yeah. you a question, real yeah. quick. Gifts from our parents. 
the mm. lies that they told themselves and then passed on to us. Yeah. How are you doing with that? Well, my dad was a perfectionist and then my mom was the complete opposite. So I'm a mix of both of them. I'm either everything needs to be absolutely perfect or I don't care at all. And I just, just we can just all die. Yeah. Her mom just wants to like lay on a beach for literally ever and. And my mom thought she was going to do that until she got pregnant with me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she, she thought she was just going to get high on the beach every day. Yeah. You ruined my beach fantasy. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Earth. Yeah. 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 Hey, welcome, Mom. I love you. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, it's a work in progress. But yeah, I totally related to a lot of your story. And um, I didn't, I think my body's just too weak to handle any substances. I just pass out right away. So I just never got addicted <laughs> to anything. True. But I did get addicted to that validation of, of video games and I still do that. Like I still get addicted to like things like nail art where at the end of this thing that doesn't mean anything, like I made something and I could be like, I did that, you know? And and with video games, it's like you uh, you beat these levels and it's like, I did that and that's such a hard level and I beat it. And it's that like, sounds cool. it's not real. <laughs> like sounds, and I, I think that people uh, like don't ever consider behavior, I never considered behavioral addiction, but it really mm. did, it got in the way of socialize. I used to go into chat rooms for 11 hours a day and, and not socialize anybody i didn't know how to talk to people but i made internet friends and they it was so much easier to talk to internet friends because we're all hiding behind something you know yeah and so that that whole sense of hiding behind something whether it be a person or a substance or whatever uh i totally relate to that and uh it's just it's just it's just dumb you're not doing anyone any favors so steve my final thought is um listen life is Life is a complicated thing. Is it? Why spend so much money on razors when you can go to Dollar Shave Club? <laughs> uh, like, uh, I was thinking uh, the uh, same thing. Dollar Shave Club, you save money on razors. And you can get sorry, such a closer shave. That's a, <laughs> a, wait, that's a Dollar Shave Club. DollarShaveClub.com. I, I mean, I'm going to go there right now on yeah, my, you should. On my Sign up right uh, quality razors. You can actually good. get a free sample box for $5. I mean, yeah. not free. Oh. A $5 sample box. Yeah. That's amazing. So where should I go again? Uh, DollarShaveClub.com. Uh, dollar Green. Okay, cool. Yeah, you, you know, cause just, life is way too hard to spend your money on on <laughs> really expensive razors. I'm going to go do that right now. Thank you, Tony. <laughs> All right. I got to go. <laughs> oh, there he goes. Wait, he, wait Tony. Wait, he's holding his phone. Thought. He can just use his phone. <laughs> got to go to his desktop, I guess. Um, so anything I would I would tell myself in high school, I would tell, um, I would tell myself. Because I started making films in my early 20s, and there's a reason why. I didn't really, I didn't make my, um, I wanted to make first film. I should, oh, let me clarify. In high school, I was writing scripts for films that never got made. And I would get people to rehearse them all the time, but we couldn't afford the money for the video camera. You had to have a credit card to do a deposit for a video camera. And we this was beyond the, the scope of my parents' um, uh, talents. <laughs> 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 and um, I love you, Mom and Dad. Uh, <laughs> But you're not listening to this anyway, so fuck you both. <laughs> yeah, nice. Yeah, why didn't subscribe? Fuck your parents. Just kidding, just kidding. No, I'm, I'm very close to my mom. Um, I don't know where my dad is. Um, I think he's in Mexico City right now, still looking for his solution for his mm. life. He's in a lot of pain, but there he goes. Um, what I would tell myself when I was a kid is this. Um, I'd say, hey, buddy, you're never going to be tall enough, gay enough, straight enough, black enough, white enough. Um secure enough or full enough or full of enough confidence but you know what if you want to do it just fucking do it anyways oh, nice. I love that, love that. thanks ah, Tony cool. alright great All right. talking to you cute, 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 cute. we'll see you guys subscribe rate and never all that stuff we yeah. got a meeting with the ad revenue people uh, <laughs> we're real excited about it I gotta go put on my suit Morning.